Hey, this is Isaiah Nelson. This is something I would like to call a minute of your time forever evolving, a.k.a. forever learning. And I'm not trying to tell you what to do or how you should do it my way. These are just things that I've learned and then I share with you. And depending on your response, whether you agree with me or not, I may learn something from you. Now, real quick, the topic I want to talk about is when does grieving put a person at an emergency state where they may need some assistance? Now, when I say assistance, I'm not talking about just running to therapy. You may need to take some herbs that's natural, that can work out for you, meditation, out-of-body experience, um, spirituality, all of it spiritual anyway, whatever connects with you the best, or reaching out to someone where you trust and you love that can help you, or it may be therapy, it may be all of these things, a few of these things. The bottom line is we cannot do it all on our own. Now, Real quick, me and my wife, we are grief coaches. What motivated me to become a grief coach is, unfortunately, death has revolved itself around my life forever since I was young. And I'm pretty sure everybody that's watching this can relate to that. I lost my father to HIV when I was seven, my stepfather to lung cancer when I was 11, and then just recently I lost my daughter a couple of years ago, should I say me and my wife lost our daughter to brain cancer several years ago. So I'm the type of person where whenever I'm struggling with something, I revolve myself around it so I can try to understand it better. Now let's bring it back. Again, you have people out there that have loved ones that has lost someone near and dear to them. It can be a family member, friend, spouse, child. Some people are dealing with multiple deaths. They may be dealing with deaths that happen at the same time or close to each other. Whatever the case may be, the person on the sideline wants to know when does the grieving puts a person or put a person at an emergency state where they may need assistance? Because we know grieving is normal. We know that. But they want to know when does it put that person at an emergency state? Now, real quick, I want to go over a couple of things. Grief means sadness and depression. Now, sadness and depression is normal. Again, how can your house get clean if it never gets dirty? You can't hoard that stuff in. You have to get it out. Also, grieving is forever. It's something you will never, ever, ever get over. Again, it's not about the grieving, it's what are you doing and what are you getting out of it? Also, stop putting a time limit on grief because somebody may be going through something short term and they may go downhill fast as far as short term grief and somebody may be grieving very badly long term and they may break out of it and elevate. And again, what's time anyway? Like six months can be a long time to you, but it can be a short time to me. We need to stop making it about ourselves. Allow the universe to show you when the grieving puts a person at an emergency state. And even if it shows you that, you still may need to stay in your place. Okay, keep praying on the person, meditating on the person, and etc. Now, for people that still don't understand really what grief is or they can't really relate to it, let me say this. Grieving is not just when you lose a human being. Grieving could be when you lose a job, something sentimental to you, a pet. So imagine somebody that lost a loved one or loved ones, okay? They may be going through it a little bit more worse. So again, those are some of the elements of grief. Now, I want to talk about two things that put a person at an emergency state from what I observed and from my own personal experience. Now, again, there's plenty more out there. These are just my top two. The number one thing is shutting off. Now, I want to say this first. Sometimes you may need to shut somebody off, okay? Because they're coming at you wrong. And when you're grieving, you can't have all that toxic energy around you. You got to get rid of it. It has to leave you. That's the only way you're going to grieve in a healthy manner. So 
That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about, I'm going to give some examples. The scenarios is not real, but the situation is real. Let's use me and my wife. Again, we lost our daughter to brain cancer. So let's just say that my wife is grieving. She's out in the open. Oh, she's letting it be known. And I'm trying to grieve with her, but she's lashing out at me. She's verbally abusing me, psychologically abusing me, saying things to hurt me. She's blaming me for stuff. She's a little delusional. That puts her at an emergency state. Now, people may not want to hear this, but some people grieve in a selfish way. And what I just, the example I just gave, that's a selfish way to grieve. Because how can I grieve properly when I'm trying to cater to her and I'm trying to get her approval? I'm going through it too. I lost my daughter as well. She's not the only one that lost a child. And I can't grieve in a good manner because she's putting me down. She's shutting down my emotions. It's all about her. You know what? Some people, when they grieve, it becomes about them. It becomes their show. It's not even really about the person that passed away anymore. Now, let's flip it. There's another part of shutting off. Let's say I shut my wife off emotionally. I don't give or show her anything. Now, sometimes I may have to do that because some people want you to grieve their way. And you can't do that. You have to grieve your way. But let's say she's coming to me in love. She's not talking at me. She's talking with me. And I'm putting her down. I'm, I'm, whenever she try to reminisce, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to see pictures. Okay, I just, I don't want to hear it. Whenever she's grieving, I make her feel stupid for grieving that way. I tell her to get over it. She can't let it get to her like that. I'm coming off like I'm moving on, like I'm good. And you know what? Just because I may not be grieving in her way, that does not mean I'm not going through it. Again, you have to vent that stuff out. You have to get it out of your system. You have to take it out on someone or something. Notice I said something because it don't have to be someone. And also with someone and something, it has to be something that helps you get better. Not taking it out on someone or something that breaks you down even more. But anyways, I am, I am just shutting her down emotionally. I'm not giving her anything. How I feel, how I think, that's being selfish. Because how can she express herself as far as grieving when I'm making her feel bad about grieving? And then how can she understand how I feel when I'm not giving her nothing? And we went through this together. Now, some people may be watching this and they may be saying, how the hell, I mean, what does have to do with me? Like, I don't have no spouse. I'm grieving alone. It's the same thing. Let's say every time I go on Facebook, on the internet, or on the outside, I despise people that's doing good. I lash out at them. I'm, I'm just oversensitive. People come to me in love, and I just, just get delusional about certain things, and I flip out on them. And again, anything that's good, I don't want to hear it. I revolve everything around myself everything. I think the world revolves around me now. I feel like everybody should be grieving like me. They should grieve how I'm doing it. Listen, listen that's the same thing. You're shutting everything and everybody off and you're making it about yourself. Okay, instead of reflecting when you grieve. Now, that's just me being honest. The second thing is issues. Let's say I have certain issues and I suppressed it, I could hide it, but now that this person has passed away, now it's sparking back up. Or let's say I'm doing things that's hurting me that I never did before. Let's say I stopped doing it and when the person passed away, I started back doing it again. I'm going to give a real life situation. I put myself out there. I've always been a suicidal person since I was 10. And then, you know, as I met my wife and everything, you know, my wife kind of introduced me to happiness and a purpose, you know, to live life. And I was cool. But then when my daughter got sick and she passed away, it started to come back. Now, again, it was always kind of there a little bit, but I was able to suppress it. 
it's funny when you go through certain things especially this it exposes things that's in you that you didn't know that was in you or bring certain things back or it kind of open up your closet things you've been hiding so i needed to get some assistance meditation out of body spirituality all of that so again I'm going to be real. Some people may not want to hear this. We have something called our outer self and our inner self. My outer self, yes, I want my wife to leave me alone. Let me kill myself, okay? I want to be with my loved one anyway that passed away. But my inner self wants my wife to help me, to save me, because the universe could be showing me that I still need to be here. Don't be selfish. You still have a purpose to be on this planet. So again, the two things is the issues and the shutting off. This is Isaiah Nelson. This is a minute of your time. Thank you all for listening.